Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Practice Success. I'm your host, Jonathan Alcate, and we have another amazing episode. I have a special guest for you guys. His name is Richard Matthews. He's an expert. Um, he's called AKA The Alchemist. He's an expert webinar builder, an instructional designer, and a content machine master who helped his clients drive more than two million in online sales today. So we're going to focus on webinars and the way I see it, webinars is very important because a lot, a lot of my friends and my audience are building courses and building something that they're not ever going to sell. And I see it a lot online. So webinars is one of those, um, a way to sell a course or a service without actually building it first and we're all going to talk about that with richard i mean i'm very excited for this episode because i want to know all about webinars and also how to and we're going to also going to talk about his push button agency podcast and how he helps podcasters actually monetize their podcast as well so i'm excited for that so richard are you there Uh, hello and thanks for having me here um yeah so we've got i've uh, been working uh, helping clients build webinars and things uh, all the things that go around it for a number of years um, since 2012 or 13 or something so doing a long time wow a long time but um thank you for coming on richard and i appreciate you um give us a little bit of context about you and your professional career career Um, I'm sorry, you cut out there with my professional what? Your professional career. Yeah, so we have. Um, I've been. Uh, I've been in the online space for um, a long time now. Um, I, you know, I started out as an entrepreneur when I was 12 or 13. You know, I was buying candy wholesale at the uh, at the big box store and bringing it to school and selling it in my backpack to my friends at a uh, you know four, you know two or three four times markup. Made a couple thousand dollars doing that before the government shut me down and said I have a had to have a business license in order to sell on campus, um, and you know tried a bunch of different things until I got to college and moved out um, moved out of college and started a local branding business working um, helping local businesses get online um, in you know 2007 timeframe when mobile phones and mobile internet was all new. And that was like the first step in growing my business was learning, um, was getting and helping businesses do that. And I spent a number of years doing that, um, doing it really well, um, but doing a terrible job of running my business um, and not charging what I was worth and, um, you know, star basically starving myself because um, uh, I wasn't good at running my own business, even though I was good at helping the, my clients get uh, good results from their marketing. Um, eventually went and took um, all of those skills and took a director of marketing position for a, uh, a regional solar company and helped them over the course of 15 months 10x their lead flow um, and learned a lot working with them um, and was you know was in control of a $25,000 a month marketing budget and we were doing everything from webinars to direct mail to um, you know, pay-per-click to newspapers and magazine articles with that budget. So did a lot, a lot of work in a very short amount of time with, uh, with that company. 
um, and was working on really high ticket sales, like ten to fifty thousand dollar sales for uh, for the solar systems. Um, and then I left that to go back and start my agency again with a lot better understanding of how to actually run a company, because um, I was I was uh, mentoring under the president of the solar company. Um, and learned a lot about you know working with the team and charging good prices and all that kind of stuff. And I came back out of that and started working back. Um, and instead of focusing on local businesses, I started focusing on online brands. Um, and my first uh, client that I worked with was a real estate educator. And we took his, his company um, and his training course that he had um, from doing about $1,200 a month in sales to doing $250,000 in sales this next year. Um, and a lot of that was due to, um, there was two things really. One of them was learning how to structure his education properly. And the second one was learning how to put together sales webinars, um, which is what you wanted to talk about. Um, but the rest of that's basically history. I've been in the business of helping, um, helping I call it helping people build what I call heroic brands, um, which is uh, the, the brand that is um, headed up by a human being of some sort, um, and they're educating and teaching people how to do those things, um, and we'd help help them build everything that goes into it. So the website, the uh, your story, the uh, courses on the back end, the webinars that sell the courses, and then, of course, your content marketing um, platform that allows you to drive uh, traffic to all of your um, courses and whatnot, and that's where the Push Button Podcast Agency comes in. Ooh, okay. So all all of that, okay. all of that comes um comes in with um. Well, there, there's a lot of there, right? Um, first, first you started off doing your business. However, you figure out that you're actually bad at it. Um, because a lot of us we tend to start something um like on the side of our nine to five job uh, the side of our uh, main income and we want to do something however we don't know and we tend to like we tend to like do a lot of things for a client however we are not getting the re return for our time because we don't know how to do things but you actually went out and got a job and then figure all of these things out um when you first getting started and you open up your own business and helping out clients online what is what kind of what some of the challenges that you 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 face when you were doing it by yourself first by yourself so my biggest challenge when I first started um, was how I was charging for things and how I was thinking about pricing. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. the way I was thinking about pricing all of my services was as a minimum wage employee um, because that's in my head what I was, was a minimum wage employee. So I was in Missouri at the time and minimum wage was like $7 an hour or $8 an hour or something like that. And... Um, you know, just as an example, one of the things I was helping businesses do at the time was set up a mobile website because the mobile phones were getting big and, you know, they had their big website that didn't respond to it and people would get into what I called pension zoom hell and they'd be like, they'd come to me and say, hey, I need to get my mobile website. Um, and I would say, yeah, I can do that for you. And I'd gotten to the point where I could build a whole mobile website for someone in two hours. So, you know, as a minimum wage employee, I was like, it'll cost you 20 bucks. <laughs> 
right? Uh, and this didn't take into account like my server resources or the resources I had to um, put into actually building the stuff or the amount of time I took to find the clients or the value that it actually um, gave to the clients. It was just like my actual work involved in putting the thing was two hours, so I was charging people 25 bucks to do it, which, um, you know, other people in the industry were charging 500 1000 $1,500 to do the same thing because that's actually where the value was or should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing, and you know, I was doing it with everything I was doing, everything from website building to helping people get into, uh, you know, the Google Maps um, when it was new. Uh, so all the local marketing stuff I was doing at that point, I was charging as if I was a minimum wage employee. Um, and what I was doing was starving uh, mm. because I would always be having to fight for the next client and searching for the next client. And as soon as I got a client, I would stop looking for the first, you know, stop looking for another client because I had to put my work in there because I wasn't making enough money to do both. Um, and, um, so it was a feast or famine kind of thing. And I did that for a number of years and I got really good and got really good results with it for my clients. But, um, I was constantly struggling, um, because I was pricing poorly. Um, and it wasn't until after I started working with a solar company and I hired a coach at one point who kicked me in the ass and said, Hey, you need to learn to charge what you're actually worth. And now I follow something I call the 1030 rule, which is how I price things. And, it is a generally it's an indication of what is the value that I'm bringing to the company um, mm-hmm. or to my client, and that comes in terms of the actual monetary value, return on investment, as well as return on time, um, and any of the other like non tangibles that go into the value. Um, I try and figure out what that is, and then my um, price point. Let's say just as an example, the value with ROI and time saved is three thousand dollars to the client. I'll generally charge. $1,000 for that for that service. Um, so it's a minimum of 3x what um, I want them to have at least three times the value of whatever I'm charging. So it's a it's a really easy win for them to say yes um, at a bare minimum. And I want the potential there for them to have a 10x return. Um, you know, either they save an, a significant amount of time or they have, you know, savings and employee costs or um, they have a, a, an actual monetary return on that that is capable of getting up to $10,000. Um, and that's generally what I'm thinking about for pricing is, does this actually fit into that 1030, uh, sorry, that 310 um, uh, return rain for, for the clients? And that has been a lot more successful from a uh, pricing standpoint in that I can now hire staff and I have staff members and I can, uh, you know, I can actually do both marketing and I can do service delivery and I can do all those things and actually grow a real company because um, I'm, I'm actually charging what I'm worth, right? Mm-hmm. What our services are worth. Does it make sense? Yes. Oh, it makes so much sense because I'm actually there as well. That's what we're afraid of, like charging the clients so low because, hey, we want them to get results, but do not break the bank as well. However, I like, like when I was doing it, I was so broken inside. I was doing work for less money but he's and then he's not he's not appreciating the work that i was doing so my question to you is what advice would you give that person like you know he's just getting started and doesn't don't know what to do he's trying to get clients however he's not getting appreciated would would 
you want him to do the same thing you did, which is to get out of that business and to actually find a job first and then figure out the structure and figure out the system and then go back to his business. So I would not recommend going full-time into a business um, if your business has to keep you from starving, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's where I was. I was running that full-time uh, really, and it was very difficult because um, I, I wasn't, um, I didn't have, have the business chops I needed to actually run it. And um, so I, um, the, the, what I did is I had gotten a position um, and I, it's actually a fun story too. Um, I, I put a lot of effort, all of my marketing skills into getting the position that I wanted um, because I, I particularly wanted a high level C-level directory or director position in marketing doing what I wanted to do. Um, so it wasn't just any job. It was specifically a job that used the skills I wanted to use in my business right at a very very high level and what that did for me was it allowed me to not worry about finances while i worked on myself right while i got paid to get better at what i wanted to do um and that was um you know and there were some other other benefits to doing that that i didn't know right when you're when you're working at the director and c-level position you get to sit around the table with all the other c-levels um, in a company and learn from them. And, uh, you know, several have been, you know, directors and C-levels in several companies. So you get a lot of knowledge and mentoring from those people. Um, and that was invaluable, something I didn't expect going into that. Um, I also learned a lot about the bureaucracy of working with companies and the kind of things that you actually need to put in place in order for them to say yes to you as a contractor later on. Um, and so, so I went in there to learn one specific skill set, which was, I want to learn how to manage a $25,000 a month marketing budget and really get good results for somebody and get a lot of results in the, in, you know, from the marketing. Um, but I learned a lot more, um, while I was doing that. And I think part of that was just because of the type of job I, 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 ch- I chose. And when I, um, and then I also knew that my goal was to eventually quit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I gave them three months notice when I got to that point um, and I hired and trained my replacement um, and everything, taught them all the things I was doing. Um, so, you know, we were all better off where we were. But like the, for me, the job was a stepping stone to where I wanted to get to. Um, and everyone was aware of that in the whole process. So it was I mean, it's kind of unique. Not a lot of people do that. Um, but um, I don't know if I would recommend that to someone else or not, but I know that it worked really, really well for me. Um, and it, it helped me, it helped me get over a lot of the problems I was having in my own business and come out of that and run a much more successful company. Mm, that's very interesting. Okay. So like, once you come out of that, did, and then you started your own company as um, after, after that, were you confident that you're gonna make the money that you want? That your, your company is gonna be as the gonna be as big as you wanted once you went to your business and went back to it. I was not. I was not confident, um, but um, I was willing to take the risk. Um, and my first client was pretty good, and I was also, you know, we we lived very. 
uh, meagerly, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. I didn't need to make a lot. Mm-hmm. It was just my wife and I and my first son at the time. I guess I we just had my daughter too. So we, there was just two of us. Now there's six. Um, but I wasn't terribly confident that I would be great at it. But I was willing to to risk it all, right? And I had what was funny is my my family and friends and everything thought I was nuts, right? Because I I was earning six figures plus bonuses at this position. And I quit to go back to running my own business where I had no money. Um, and um, and that was, you know, that's that's not a thing that uh, a lot of people do. But I was like, I have more potential to get where I want to go in my own business. And I have um, I have the freedoms that I want. Right. And, I, you know, I talk all the time on on my podcast about the five freedoms, which are uh, spiritual freedom, political freedom. Um, financial freedom, time freedom, and location freedom. And I could not get the time freedom or the location freedom working in, um, working for another company, but I could working for my own. Um, and now, um, uh, the, like I, I, those were worth more to me than the money was. Um, mm-hmm. So my first client, I think I was making about twenty-five, twenty-six thousand dollars a year for them, and I was like, I know I can. You know, if I can get four or five clients doing that, I'll be in the same boat that I am now. I'll just have all my freedom. Um, and it took me a couple of years to get to that point. Um, but, you know, that was 2015 time frame. And uh, now, you know, five years later, um, here I can uh, I can show you this. We're in the back bedroom of an RV. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got uh, you know, four kids now. I got a dog here. We've traveled... Um, 30 or 40,000 miles across the country in 22 different states. I've got three full, you know, three employees that I work with, um, and we've got clients all over the world. And I make more money now than I did when I was um, working at the company. I actually was looking at it. My payroll this year was actually larger than my first year in business. My entire revenue. Um, so that's always fun. And you know, I have the freedoms that I want. But it was, you know, it was a lot of concerted effort to uh, to get to that point oh my goodness it's very interesting as long as you have that goal right you know what your goals are you tend to make moves that put you towards those goals even though the, there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of unknown but you're willing to take the risk and and tackle those unknown in order for you to get what you wanted you uh for you it was the freedom and now you're living in the rv how long have you guys been doing that i'm just curious because we've been uh we've been on the road for three and a half years three and a half years um, and yeah our youngest baby we had on the road in texas um and you know she's adorable she's like 18 months old now no maybe 20 months old i don't know she's cute um and if she could get the door open she'd come in here and say hi um because she loves it when i'm on video with people um but we've been on the road for for three and a half years and um since that time i have grown my business 4x in terms of revenue Mm -hmm. and i average now um about four to six hours a day um on my um on my business and about four days a week and the rest of it is all traveling and adventuring with my family Oh man, see that that's exciting to me because a lot some of my goals align with what you're doing right now, which is to actually travel more time with my family. And I know it it it, it took you a um a little bit of time and a little bit of 
um, a, a long time actually in order for you to get there. And I know a lot of uh, a lot of us is gonna take some time in order for us to get there, especially because we don't know what we're doing. And however, give us um give us a, a little bit of advice. How if we were to start our business, we should we start it as um, our own business and with the coach, or should we just keep going on our own and then figuring it out? Okay, guys, I'm talking by myself. But anyways, um, Richard got disconnected. Now, again, this is amazing. He lives in the RV with his five family members. I mean, that's amazing. And he travels. He got his business on um, online, and all he needs is a connection on the Internet to actually do what he does what he does um, for clients. And what amazes me about that is all you need is an internet and that's it. You actually could do business around the world. He's got three employee, um, not employees, but colleagues that's work with him. Um, what he did that fascinated me is because he is accountable for, for whatever it is that happened to him. He said he, he's, he, he, didn't know what to do when he started his own business. He he didn't know and uh, having that accountability, hey, I'm actually really bad at this and I'm not making any money at all. Let me go get a, a job that actually doing what he, um, what he wants to do and then come back to the business. And that's what he did and it worked out for him. Guys, I mean, let me get this to you guys. Life is long. So if you are you are not doing good with your business and you don't know what to do, um, I do recommend what he did. Just find a position on some big companies to actually do on doing what you wanted to do in the future and learn from it and learn a lot. And, of course, you're not going to stay there. You have your goals to actually, um, you know, you still have your goals to have that freedom, to have that financial financial freedom and stick with that. However, maybe do what he did to actually look a job and you know get a position that doing what you wanted to do. But I, I'm, he's back, Richard's back, and we can learn more about what he's doing. And is he back? Again, guys, he's in the RV. And I don't know. And he travels a lot and see, I'll see. He's gone again. Anyways, um, we're almost out, and we didn't even get to the, the topic that we have today. And what fascinated me about Richard is he's just doing it. He's uh, out and about. He's spending time with his family. And isn't it that goal for us to actually spend more time with our family and tackle that unknown, to actually risk being seen and to tackle and go forward to the unknown to actually do something and learn and then just do it, man. It's it's not that hard. I mean, it is hard, but it's not that it's gonna kill you to actually go for it. So um, we are almost out of time anyway. So um, he might come back where I'm gonna end this um, broadcast and Maybe we'll invite him again next time. And yeah, that's it from us. And thank you so much. 
and thank you for tuning in. Oh, let's see, he's, he's back. And he's probably having a, a, con a connection problem. And yeah, sorry. Hi, Richard. <laughs> sorry about that. My my internet crashed. I had to wait for it to come back. It, it's okay. Um, we were just talking about how you did what you did. You you were you this you were accountable for your action. You're saying, hey, it's not working out for me. I actually suck at this. And then you went out to actually do something else. And that, that's what's so fascinating about me. You did not just stop there. You actually have a goal and you hit a roadblock and then you went and go around and you actually got your goal. But Richard, um, a few more things before, before I let you go, right? about the marketing side about selling courses selling putting yourself out there and webinar is very important for people because they don't know how to sell their product or services can you tell us a little bit more why is webinar important for marketing for an agency or a company yeah so um webinars are um, probably, they're one of my favorite sales tools. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason being is in order to get someone to buy from you, um, they have to spend a certain amount of time with you, right? Whether that is, um, you know, a number of impressions that happen because they see your billboard every day, driving to from, you know, to home from work or, you know, that restaurant, and eventually you're going to be like, I have to go into that restaurant and you try it out, right? A certain number of impression volume happens and you end up going in and buying with someone. Um, in the online world, that translates into time spent, whether that's listening to your voice on a podcast or watching you on a YouTube show like this one, um, or um, reading your content on a blog, um, or whatever it is, they're spending time with you. So when you get into the direct response world of marketing, where you're like, hey, I want to spend advertising dollars, and at the end of those advertising dollars, I want to have a sale happen, you need to condense as much of that interaction as possible. Um, so you can go from ad dollar to um, to revenue as quickly as possible. And webinars are a great way to do that because you spend the ad dollar, it goes to a registration page. They say yes or no to that. The ones who say yes, show up and watch your webinar. And you can spend 45 minutes to you know an hour or longer sometimes with someone immediately and give them an enormous amount of value and show them um, how they can take the next step in their journey, right? Um, and that's going to happen when they become a client of yours and you can create sales um, very immediately um, because you've condensed a lot of that time into, you know, I'm going to spend it with you right now so they can go from not knowing you at all to knowing you and liking you and trusting you enough to try you out for a, a product or a service that you're selling via a webinar. So that's the uh, primary reason why I like webinars is the, con you know, the restriction of time. Um, or what do you call it? Condensing the condensing of time that it takes to get someone to know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. I I think what messages pick people up is where they're, why they're not doing webinars is to actually they don't know how to put all of these things together. Um, can you give us an insight on how these things actually works out? You know, uh, there's a landing page, but they're like they don't know like 45 minutes like how what am i going to present in 45 minutes how do i do this um what do i do they're more confused because when you said 45 minutes like oh okay man i could barely be on camera for 10 minutes before i get anxiety and stress you know 
yeah. how would they do so, that there's there's a lot that goes into driving a really successful webinar um mm -hmm. but they are what I call puzzle pieces, right? You can you can build them on to each other. Um, you don't have to have everything to go at one time. So the 30,000 foot view, everything you want to have at some point as you build it all out is you want to have your, um, from a foundational standpoint, you want to have your unique system, right? You want to have the thing that you're going to teach people or show people um, that you help in your, in your business, right? For my push button podcasts, I call that building your content machine. Mm -hmm. right? And I have a I have a seven step process for how you build a content machine. Um, and, you know, in my hero, heroic brand business, I have something I call the digital alchemy formula um, and actually goes through the letters alchemy. Um, and it helps someone build a heroic brand, right? How everything that goes into building a heroic brand. And so that is the, the first thing you need is you have to have your foundational system, your uniqueness, the thing that you are actually going to walk someone through. Right. You know, and um, once you have that then you have to put all the pieces together that allow you to sell the result of that system to someone else, right? Um, so the result of my heroic brand system is that you walk away with having a heroic brand that you can actually run ads and drive sales and, you know, build a podcast and build an audience, those kind of things. That's what I want to help someone do. So um, and that's what we're talking about is you have to have all those pieces in place. So you're going to need to have your website and your brand, right? Your brand is going to include things like your photography, your typography, your color psychology, those kind of things, having that all nailed down. It's going to include your unique system. It's going to include having your about page story written. Um, and then, of course, it's going to include having your email follow-ups and your maybe your YouTube show or your podcast where you're actually using that to build an audience and some sort of content creation plan. Um, you'll include your ad strategy. And then, of course, it's going to include your sales conversion mechanism, right, which is your webinar. Um, then, of course, it'll include your product delivery, right, or your service delivery on the other side once someone buys. You have to have all the things in place to actually deliver what you promised. So there's a lot of things that go into making it happen, which is why, you know, it takes four to six months for us to build someone from scratch because there's a lot of things to build. But you don't have to have everything to start. And one of the things that you mentioned was um, with a webinar um, is you can actually start with the webinar. And the webinar can be the foundation of a lot of what you're building, right, and you can start cutting your teeth on your branding with your webinar. You can start cutting your teeth on who your audience is with your webinar. You can start cutting your teeth on what your system is with your webinar and finding out what the questions people are going to have with a webinar. And you can do that even before you have the whole service or the whole product built out because um, you can use the webinar to test market. Um, so there's a lot of cool things you can do with the webinar. And then the other thing is if you follow the strategy I'm about to lay out with your webinar, that the recordings from your webinar can actually turn into your book and turn into your sales letter and turn into the other pieces if you do all this stuff properly. So the framework that I use for a webinar is something that I call the SELL framework, S-E-L-L. -L. And the um, the SELL framework, let me pull up something real quick. I'm going to open open a uh, – um, uh, there we go, my note. I'm going to open an app here and pull up a – pull up my SELL framework and just – set it up so I can walk you guys through this real quick. Um, let me pull that down and I'll talk you through how you actually build that. So the cell framework though is, um, oh, it's not going to load. I don't have, I just got a new computer yesterday, so I don't have all of my, uh, all of my stuff on this. Um, so I'm like, I've still like got a big screen and got my cameras in new places. So the whole bit, um, but the cell framework is, 
uh, is is four steps, and it's the first one is an introduction, right? You have several pieces to your introduction, um, and it's it's you want to the first part is to seize their attention. So you have the first part of your, your webinar is all about is like you know maybe seven to ten minutes, and it's getting your audience's attention. And there's several things you need to do in that section, um, but it's things like you need to position yourself, right? Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? What's your story? You need to position your audience, right? Who is this for, um, right? You know, it's for people who are interested in learning how to, I don't know, get their kids to brush their teeth every night, right? Whatever you're, the, the thing that you're doing. Um, you want to sometimes, if you, depending on your market, sometimes you want to talk about who it's not for, um, right? If like we did some stuff in the real estate space that, hey, if you're not, if you don't actually have like cash flow and capital, you don't want to be investing in real estate, like for, you know, for these various reasons and legal reasons and other stuff like that. Um, so depending on the market, you may talk about who it's not for. Um, and you want to talk about your topic, right? Which is like, hey, here's, here's what we're going to actually cover today. And here's some of the things that are going to happen. Um, and you, you walk through that process, um, and that's the first bit, right? You have to actually get someone invested in spending the next 45 minutes with you, and we generally take 7 to 10 minutes to do that um, at the beginning of a webinar. Um, and then the next step is to actually um, to bring the value to the table, right? And that's where you jump in and actually, I say, you know, encounter your value. Um, that's the second step is encounter your value in your in your webinar, and that's the bulk of your webinar. That's where all the training happens. Um, so what you do is you take your system, right? So let's say, um, for instance, I have my digital alchemy framework, and my digital alchemy framework walks people through seven steps, and like step one is, um, is acknowledge your value, and step two is leverage your model, and step three is, um, I don't even remember what they all are right now, but you know, there's several steps in there. And so if you have, if you have your seven-step system, what you want to do on your webinar is you want to overview for someone, hey, here's the seven steps you need to build a heroic brand, right? Here's what they are. It's like an overview of, of the thing. And then what we're going to do on the webinar for the content piece is you're going to pick one of those steps and teach it all the way through, right? So you want to teach them something that they can actually walk away from the webinar and be like, hey, you know what? I actually learned something from that. And a couple of things that are important about that. One of them is that no matter how good you are, you're never going to get to a point where most of the people on the webinar buy from you, right? Mm -hmm. If you had a 51% conversion rate, you'd be a god in the marketing world. Of you know, if you had 100 people and 51 people bought from you, that'd be insane. You're looking generally like six to 10% of people will buy, mm. right? Which means those, you know, say you had 100 people and 10 people bought from you, that means 90 people were going to sit on the webinar with you for 40 minutes, and if all you do is sell and you don't give any sort of value to them you have done what I call, you've taken a withdrawal from the Goodwill Bank, right? Instead of a deposit into the Goodwill Bank. And if you use your webinar and your sales, your sales methods as a way to put Goodwill into the Goodwill Bank, um, even if they don't buy from you now, you've set up your chances to get um, purchases in the future by doing it that way. So our educational portion is we actually walk through one of the pieces of your system really deeply, right? And um, teach them everything that you have to know about it. Um, and, you know, I've got a whole set of things on how you can actually do that. I have a, have a little, a short little framework that I call the win framework, the what, why, how, now. So you take each step and you're like, what is the step? Why is it important? How do you actually implement it? And um, now is your perspective on it, right? So you bring your perspective to the table and you repeat that ad nauseum to walk through um, how you teach someone something. Mm. And 
um, what you've done at the end of that is you've given them a something to walk away from, right? That they could walk away from the webinar and they've gotten value whether or not they've bought from you. And the transition into sales then is really easy because the you know the next step I um, I have is to lead them over the bridge, right? And the bridge is the uh, end of your content and the transition into your sales portion where you can basically walk someone through and say, hey, you know what? You've got to this point. You've learned this thing. You've got this result in your business. Um, or you can walk away from this webinar and actually go and implement this result. The next step then is to is to take everything that I've taught you here and the outline that we covered at the beginning, right? So here's the seven steps. Um, we just taught you how to do step number three, right? But here's the other seven. You can you have two choices at this point. You can take that um, take the that outline and research how to do all of that yourself. And you can figure it out, and you can learn. You can learn this business. You're even better off than I was because you have the outline. You know what the steps are. I just taught them to you, right? Um, that's step number one, or option number one. And option number two is you could hire me as a guide down that path, mm. right? You could hire me as you know to to teach you how to do the rest of this, right? Because I've already been there. I've done that. I've helped people cross the crocodile-infested river before, whatever whatever it is. And you can um, so if you want to hire me, here's what that looks like. Right. And that's where you get into um, what I call liberating them with your offer. And um, I always I like that phraseology to liberating them because they have some sort of a problem um, that is causing pain in their life. And if your offer, whatever that is, is going to help them um, not struggle with that anymore. Right. Not struggle with that problem. And um you're going to, they're going to be better off after having worked with you than before. And that's, again, goes all the way back to our discussion on pricing. If you know how to price well and you know what the ROI is, what you're doing, you should be offering something that's going to improve their life, right? It's going mm. to make them better. Okay. Um, so you're liberating them with your offer and you walk through, you know, here's what I've got. Here's what it'll do for you. Here's what I want you to do next, right? That's a, a very basic outline for a sales presentation is I've got this thing. Here's what it'll do for you. Here's what the results look like. And here's how it works, right? And the, how it works is leg legitimately, it's like, hey, those seven steps that we talked about, I'll walk you through each one of those, right? In mm. our course or in our coaching or whatever it is that you're offering or in our service, we actually do it all for you. Um, and so at the end of it, and you just, you know, point them to wherever you're going, mm. which is generally a checkout page or a schedule a call to do a, a phone consultation. Um, and my rule of thumb for that is if you're selling a service or a product that's over the $2,000 price point, generally you're going to go to a phone call. If it's phone under call. that $2,000 price point, you can go to a, uh, um, a checkout page. Generally. Checkout page. Um, Richard, and, question real quick. Question. So um, I get all of this. I am convinced that if I could put up a presentation and I could invite people to come in to, and listen to me for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and... I could solve their problem and I'll be able to make sales. However, I don't know all of these things that you just mentioned, which is to actually put up a presentation and landing page and um, the time and um, emails and all, well, we didn't get to emails, but like the landing page, how did they register? So I want to just, you know, someone like you who knows how to do this, um, what are we looking at? How would you your 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 services um, help me? You're gonna do a lot of things for me, and how, how would you price yourself? Like, how much would I pay you? Do you get paid at the end, or do you get paid up front? 
So generally speaking, um, I I don't work a lot with uh, like brand new entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, anymore. Um, so a lot of <laughs> a lot of people I'm working with are generally they have a they have a business that is in place and is working really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're getting a lot of results from, and they want to add an educational line of revenue to their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, as an example, um, one of my clients, um, my current clients, is uh, he's uh, he does wholesaling in the real estate space, meaning he buys properties at wholesale and sells them retail. Um, and when he came to me, he was um, he was doing several hundred thousand dollars a month in sales in that business, and he wanted to start coaching other people how to do the same thing. Um, and now he's the number one wholesaling coach in the country, right? But he had a business that was um, was doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I helped him build his website, build his brand, um, build the actual training course, and then build the webinars and build all the things that go into making that happen. Helped him get his uh, his Facebook Live stuff started. Um, and, you know, now he does, you know, it's been a few years. He doesn't need me at all anymore. Um, but... The uh, the what I do is I help someone build everything, right? So build your brand, get your photography done, um, build your website, interview you for your story, figure out how to actually write your story and tell it in a compelling way. Um, go through actually sit down with you and we go through something I call hook your audience, which is learning how to build your foundational system, how you build that you know five or seven step system that is unique to you and teaches your process. So we actually go through um, I call that it's a type of persuasive teaching. Um, so we actually break down your results, um, like your your system for doing a thing, right? Just as as a for instance, the first client I mentioned um, from 2012, 13, or whatever, um, the biggest result we got from their training was taking what he had put together and redoing it in a persuasive teaching method. Um, and he started his students went from getting like one in five would get results to 86% of the people who went through his course got their first. Um, major result within 30 days, right? Because we changed the way that he was teaching. So we actually um, help you put together really, really compelling um, courses um, on on the back end. Um, and then we go through and we actually, we help you write your webinar. We put together all the pages for the, your webinar. I will actually do live interviews with you and interview you through your webinar. I've done thousands of webinars now. So even if you've never done a webinar before, we can get on and I can interview you through the process of your webinar. Um, so you just come in and you be the expert and someone who's an expert at the sales portion, which is me, can interview you through that and make sure you hit all the important points to actually convert someone from a viewer to a sales to a sale. Right. So we do all of that. We help you set up all the back end stuff. Um, so all the automations, all the product delivery, everything that goes into it. Um, and so we do we do a whole kit and caboodle from one end to the other. Um, that's the whole, um, if you ever, if you hit my website up, richardmatthews.me, it talks about building heroic brand and I got all this comic book styling on the website. Um, so all of that stuff is what I help people build. Um, and I said, I don't do that for a lot of people anymore. Most of my business goes into the, uh, the last portion of that is building out your, um, your content marketing platform, right? So building out your YouTube show or building out your podcast and turning that into a bunch of derivative content and making sure that you show up everywhere and you have an audience that's going and how you promote that with ads and get people to come in, right? Because there's two ways to drive traffic to your offer once you have everything together. One of them is ads, direct response, ad, landing page, webinar, sale, right? The second one is building an audience, right? And building an audience is, you know, getting your podcast going. And that's going to take a couple of years to build up once you get to the point, like I said, for that first client, he got his YouTube channel to 20,000 subscribers. 
And he, you know, once we got to that point with his YouTube channel, um, turn around and, you know, we wanted to put a course together because his YouTube channel was asking for something like, how do you do this? And so we sat down and we spent an afternoon and we outlined the whole course following my, uh, I have a, a one day course creation formula that I use with my clients. Um, so we spent four hours outlining the course and then four hours recording it. And we put a short webinar together the next morning and sold it. And we did $25,000 in sales 48 hours after we had the idea for a course. That's the power that comes with having an audience, right? So that's the second way of getting traffic to your stuff is having an audience. So I always recommend you do both, learn how to run the ads because you can do that quick, but learn how to build an audience because that's long-term, right? And you can do both um, as you go. And so you build an audience and that's where a lot of my focus is now is because I can actually scale that portion. I can help you, um, I can do that with a lot of people. Um, so I only generally work with about four people on the heroic brand side, and then we have an unlimited number of people we can work with on the push button podcast side. But all of that comes down to with the uh, with the heroic brand stuff. Generally, where we are in that um, 25 to 50 grand um, price point for people, and that breaks down in a number of ways. Anything from a, a retainer that happens over six to 12 months um, to retainer plus a percentage of profits that caps that's capped out at that 25,000 or 50,000 or whatever we're talking about. There's a lot of different ways that we work that out. I'm really flexible with the people I work with um, on that. Um, but um, generally speaking, we're, we're looking at uh, that, that same, you know, 310 rule I talked about earlier, where if we're, uh, you know, we want to see at least a minimum of 3x return and the potential for a 10x return on on whatever the investment is. And when you build all the pieces out, because we're not just talking about building a webinar, we're talking about building an online brand, right. right? That you can have an audience and have everything that goes in and have all the stuff to do product delivery. And when you want to come up with a new course, you have the tools to build the course, you have the audience to put the course in front of, you have the product delivery stuff to put on the back end, and you can just put it all together and move forward, right? That's where uh, that's where I want to help people get to. Um, and so we uh, we help them build everything. That, that's amazing to know you're like the the best friend that everybody want, would want to have next to them because you actually been there done that and you actually knows a lot and you help brands position themselves to win that's what i see you as so that's amazing to me because that's good that's really good you want them to win you want them to 10x their investment to you you're an investment you're not a cause which is good too as well so guys i mean richard is saying a lot of great things and he's amazing he's actually done it and he's actually living the life that most of us would want to live which is to have financial stability travel have that time with our family so guys again um if you're listening to this um be with somebody or hire somebody who's actually doing the things that you like to do knows how to do it and been there done that so richard is one of them so but we are out of time richard um i mean <laughs> we got disconnected sometimes but that was actually okay um at, at least you came back and actually give more value thank you for that richard um how can we find you and where can we find you yeah so um there's a couple places one is my website richardmatthews.me and if you go on there i have a free webinar up that is called um, webinar alchemy um, and it actually teaches you how to go through that cell framework that I mentioned, right? It walks you through the whole cell framework. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it actually may not be free anymore. It might be seven bucks. So it might be a $7 <laughs> training, but either way it's up there. Yep. Um, and, uh, you can go through that and it walks you through, you actually get the mind maps and you get the whole bit. And I actually walk you through kit and caboodle, everything you need to know to actually write your webinar. Right. Um, and the, uh, slides and everything. So you can just fill it in and you have something that you, you, you know, you can teach for 45 to an hour and, and transition that into your sales. So that's up there. Um, and then the other place is um, my Push Button Podcasts website, and up there, um, I have a uh, I have a training called Your Content Machine that actually walks you through how you build your content machine. And your content machine is um, is what you're doing here, right? It's this type of a, a show, how you build something like this. Um, and that training is in the process of being built. I think we're like three or four episodes into that training. There's probably going to be about be about 50 of them as we're um, done, but it's going to be, um, it'll probably be a thousand dollar course when I'm done. But while we're doing it, I'm doing this crazy experiment where every, every module that I do, I'm releasing for free. Um, so if you want to get in there and get on that now, you can, you can get into, uh, into that on the push button podcast website. Um, and we'll teach you how to build a content machine, which is, you know, how do you get a show going? How do you set up a studio like this, even if you're in a tiny restricted space like an <laughs> RV? Um, and how do you take that content then and turn it into um, presence all over the internet? And then how do you take that presence then and turn it into people wanting to come and join you for your webinar, right? Or check out your courses and stuff like that. What do you actually need to do? And that's what that your content machine is all about. So it walks you through the setup and the creation um, and the you know redistribution of all of your content and the creating derivative content and then promoting all of your content and then how you actually have calls to action in your content that drive people into your heroic brand funnel, right? Um, so it all sort of fits together. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's how you can find me if you're, if you're interested. Let's just go through some of the valuable stuff we've got out. There you go, guys. Go check them out, um, especially the www.richardmatthews.me. Check that out as well. And that's it from us. Hopefully you find value to this. And if you um, want to watch any more other episodes that I did, um, dailypracticesuccess.com and um, find that out. And that's it from us. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Richard. Thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, that's it from us. We'll see you later. Thank you for having me. Bye.